0: When the dead are the last things to stay bare. Welcome to the Sean Geek Podcast. Doing a solo venture. I was going to say a solo joint here. (laughs) Doesn't make any sense at all. Um, I just came back from uh, out of town. And while I was out of town, I brought this book along with me to read on the plane and on any free time that I had. And I came across um, this book called Graveyard Mind uh, by Chadwick Ginther uh, from Chizine Publications. Chasing, yeah, Chasing Publications is a publisher, and um, I picked this book up because I had read part of the Thunder Road series, and um, it's very interesting perspective uh, from a setting for the for his books that I really enjoyed. It's it's set in Winnipeg, and um, Winnipeg, I guess, in Canada in general, but generally around Winnipeg, and pulls in a lot of Winnipeg landmarks into the story and winnipeg actually becomes a character in the story which is uh, something i really really enjoy and something that i'm actually um i got some personal experience with way back in the day and i have mentioned this in the show before i ran a campaign that was centered around winnipeg uh in an alternate history sort of scenario where there was a couple things that uh, happened different in world war ii that affected the Winnipeg that we live in to live in today. So um, this was my initial draw uh, into Chadwick's uh, writing. And uh, I read the first book of his uh, Thunder Road series, which I really, really liked. And I finally picked up the other two, which I'm probably going to read after this one. Um, But this is not part of his trilogy. This is a a new work, a new setting, uh, new rules. And I, kind of wonder if there might be some crossover between the two and i think maybe in the back of chadwick's mind he's might be thinking there might be crossover and that'd be kind of cool um i like his storytelling style um uh, i i know chadwick is a hardcore gamer and by gamer i mean real gaming i'm talking tabletop dungeons and dragons Uh, type of gaming Uh, there's a few degrees of separation between Chadwick and myself so um, I'm aware of the guy I know what he does and um, I'm familiar with the the style of gameplay that you know that he's involved in because I actually game with one of his co-players as well Um, but anyway um, I can tell this is uh, a GM a game master that wrote this book Um, there's a lot of technique and styles that he's using in his books, uh, particularly in this one, um, that just show where he's kind of coming from. Um, as a GM, you can tend to be experimental, uh, and setting your, your tone and your story and just seeing what you come back with, seeing how the characters and how the players, sorry, how the players react to the scenario you threw out there and it might be more along the lines of just seeing you know writing yourself into a corner i guess is something i do often is um as a gm or when i'm writing my own work um i'll write myself into a corner and see if i can write myself out you you basically you back yourself into a scenario that there's no way to get out of And basically, through your characters, you become your characters and figure out how they would actually get out of that situation. And when you're a GM, uh, when you're running a game, that's often something that you'll do is, you know, you'll do something to see what the characters are going to do to get out and how they're going to role play their way out of that situation. Um, I I see a lot of that in this book in particular. And I also see uh, Chadwick taking different different steps to his story writing um, I, I think there was a, a, a more thorough through line in Thunder Road while this one I think he's really taking some chances and he's trying some different ways to tell his story um, the universe he's built is is, is very very interesting and uh, there's a, a whole set of rules to it which you you know slowly um are explored throughout the book you kind of don't know what to expect you don't know which way it's going to go because you don't know the rules of the world but he's pretty good at making sure that okay this is what's happening here and this is how the character is getting through it and these are the rules for how they get through it so uh you're learning a whole new science because this is magic but this isn't the typical magic that everyone's, you know, familiar with. This isn't Harry Potter. This isn't, you know, D&D. This is something else completely different, different kind of magic. Um, lots of different types of spells. Um, this isn't traditional magic, which is nice. Um, I When I heard about the book and the premise behind the book, I was concerned that he might be um, riffing off of Uh, D20 Modern, which was a uh, uh, a D&D spin-off off of of Dungeons & Dragons uh, that was set in a modern setting and then they had these kind of cyberpunk qualities and then they also had like their version of magic in the modern world. It was nice and interesting to see he didn't exactly follow that route because it would have been easy to write uh, a horror book like this or set with a horror background and just kind of take that Easy way out and use what's already out there. But it looks like he built a lot of rules and, and setup for how this universe works. So it was very, very interesting. And I like the interplay between the rules of the universe and the city that we're in and how the things play with each other. Um what was really, really interesting was uh it, it took a while to kind of figure out who the main character is and and who she is and what she is and i think there's a mystery to that and the unravel the unraveling of the character as you get to know her through the story you're learning who she is and what she is you're not necessarily rooting for her at first because it, it, it's not set up that way you're not feeling sorry for her you're not feeling empathy for her you're not feeling you know oh she's badass you know i want you're kind of like, you don't care for the character at first but as the story progresses as you get to know her you get to like her and I like that. There's a um, there, there, I know Chadwick's a, a big music guy Like he, he loves his music and I think he's the kind of guy that listens to albums and finds love in music that you in, in particular songs that you're you don't necessarily like on the first play but as you become intimate with that song and hear it a few times and you know really entrench yourself in that song you find different sides to it and different meanings to it and i think getting to know the main character in this in this book uh, winter or winnie for short you kind of don't like her the first bit but as you get to know her, like a, like a great song after repeated plays, you get to see different sides and different dimensions, and you have a better appreciation for the character by the end. Instead of liking her right out of the gate, and uh, like which you'll see often with one-note characters, they're you know um, they're they're perfect right out of the gate. They're you know they're either the, that that particular type of swarmy like um, like a Tony Stark where you know you like him right away there's charisma to the to the character he's a bit of a an ass but you still like him right away right out of the gate with 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 winter you don't um she seems a bit deplorable in fact there's you know a few things pointing to her not being a very good person at all and you don't really feel any oh poor girl you know she's in the situation she's in you know it's sad that she has to play the role and, and and you know and work with the the hand she's been dealt you don't feel that for her which is a different approach and i'm not sure why he went that way but it really feels like you know by the end of the book you're like you know what i, I like this i like this gal you know i think she's uh th- there's more depth to her and she's not a, a one trick pony and it's not you don't like her out of the gate but you like her by the end and that's a very risky type of storytelling to have a character like that Um, and there isn't even a a secondary character you can like to keep you going through the book you actually have to take the perseverance to get through and actually see where the story is going to go and once the story gets hits a certain uh, apex that's when you come back around to liking the character it's very different style again I'm not sure why he went that way but um, it's tricky uh, f- from a commercial aspect. But I think that's probably why Chai Zine actually wanted him. Because it is risky. And it is tricky. And it is not typical or outright commercial. But it's that sort of verve and and different take on things. That I think will allows this book maybe to have a longer shelf life. Than uh, a typical... And, and I'm not trying to shoot these people down. But a typical um Jeffrey Archer or um, uh, Sidney Sheldon or whatever those authors were you know oh it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun but you know what? I'm probably not going to go back and read that book again you know this has this has the uh, the ability to be read a second time because now by the end of the book now you know who the character is and you may want to go back and reread the book to actually Sink your teeth in, and maybe enjoy the character more a second time around because you know who she is uh, after you've read it the first time. So, very smart tricks uh, he's doing here, and um, and and I think I think coming out of Thunder Road, which you know it it did well, uh, a lot of people talked about it. Um, I think from a commercial perspective, right out of the gate, there was enough things in there to draw uh, an audience in. Like right out of the gate, there was a lot of taglines to get people in. There was a lot of um, things that maybe were a bit more obviously commercial to bring people in to read the book. Um, A much easier sell. This, had this come out first um, as this first book, I I think it would have had a longer shelf life, but it would have taken longer to sell. But now that he's got a name for himself off Thunder Road, I think you know he's got more more options with taking a chance like this. And I think this book is more enjoyable because of uh, how he's done the other, how he did the trilogy first. So overall, yeah, you know what? I did I did like this book. I I like when a world is built and rules are put in place. And it's not just assuming a, a bunch of standard fantasy tropes or horror tropes or uh, science fiction tropes like this. He actually took the effort to actually build something and and then put characters in that world. And you're learning how the, the world works uh, as the story progresses. It, it's, very, it's a very interesting style and I think uh, Chadwick did a really good job on this. So kudos to this, and uh, am I going to recommend this? Yeah. A uh, couple other interesting things on this. Um, I think this probably should be played as a role-playing game. Uh, I think there's things similar to this out there. Um, but uh, one of the interesting things on the last page is get a playlist. And I again, I, I think Chad would... Chadwick and I are way too similar. Um, but he's got his playlist for what, you know, how, what got him through the uh, the writing and how um, how his story progressed was, you know, based on listening to this playlist. I do exactly the same thing um, when I write my books. And uh, I'm looking at this list, and I really, really like that I know A lot of these songs. Uh, Two, they're not all the same type of music. Um, And I think I'm going to make a playlist out of this. So actually, no, I'm not going to make a playlist out of this. Chadwick, if you're listening to this, and I hope you are, I think you should make this playlist available on whichever you use, um, Spotify or, or whomever. And you should actually make a playlist on there and call it the graveyard line playlist, I think that would be a good idea uh, to go about doing. Um, Because A, it'll help promote your book, uh, which is good. And B, um, I don't want to make the playlist myself. Why don't you make me a playlist? But I think you've given me some, uh, a lot of great ideas. I think the, the, the good, the sign of a good book is when you read the book and you want to go down and continue working on your own, which I really do. And I think, um, I'm going to go, uh, and go write work on mine. So anyway, thanks, Chad. It was uh, good, liked it. And, um, I'm hoping you take another chance on the next book you do and try something different yet again. Anyway, this is, uh, Narama from the Sean Geek podcast, and we'll see you on the flip side. Be sure to subscribe, like, share, uh, and all of those wonderful, wonderful things. Um, and let people know about the podcast. Let people know what you like. let people know um, the episodes that uh, you know do it for you. Um, I think that um, I think <laughs> I think we're doing a good job on this show. And, uh, I would really like to see, um, see you guys share the show along. Um, and if you're interested in subscribing, you can do so very, very easily on seanmcginnity.ca. Uh, you can do everything through that site. You can listen live or stream directly from my website, but you can also find us on Podbean, which is who we use for our home and, uh, you can also find us on every single streaming service by looking up Sean Geek, one word, Sean Geek. And you can find us there. We're available on iTunes. We're available on, um, or Apple Podcasts, I should say. We're available on Google Podcasts. We are available on Spotify, on uh, iHeartRadio. We're available on just about everything. And if you can't find us, drop me a line. You can hit everything you need to do from seanmaginity.ca and, uh, and get it there or from your favorite podcast provider. See ya.